family, wherever you are today online, on Facebook, on YouTube, on the phone line, wherever you are, I bring you greetings. I see we have some visitors here today, so good to have you all. Amen. There is no place anywhere near this place like this place. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God for this opportunity. God bless you all. I know the rain kind of put us off today, but hey, look, wherever we are, that's where the blessings of the Lord will be because the blessings follow us. Hallelujah. There is a word coming from the Lord, and I want to share with you today. Before we get into the word, I want, however, to remind you, keep in prayer, um, Sister Judy, um, keep in prayer, as, Reverend Dave, as Elder Brian said, the Hopper family. Um, I spoke to his son's wife yesterday, and she said that they are still making the funeral arrangements and that they would let us know um, when the time Give us the information. Amen? Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Also, I got a call uh, and a text from someone all the way in, in St. Kitts in the Caribbean. Uh, that's a pastor friend of mine. His daughter had a stroke. And lost every bit of motion. She still can't use her arms or her legs. And so we've been praying. I understood one arm is kind of getting better. But she still can't speak. And she was the praise and worship leader in that church. That is traumatic. Her father is the pastor. Uh, so remember to pray for them. Her name is Dolinta. Um, and we are believing the Lord to see her back on the praise team. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I have a word from the Lord. This month, those of you welcome on Facebook, there is a blessing for you. I began a study, um, or, or, or this church, we decided that this month we were going to focus on hearing and recognizing the word of God. And so that's our focus for the month of October. And so as we thought about that and as I studied to prepare on that, I thought it was necessary to define the word hearing. Because when you say hearing or to hear, your first impression is what enters the ear. This does not give you spiritual hearing. What do we mean when we say we must hear and recognize the word of God? So let me begin with a scripture here as a basis for our discussion today. Maybe I should go into... I'm going to use the book of James. 
James is identifying between faith and good works. And he says in chapter 2, verse 22, 21, You surely know that Abraham, our father, was justified by his deeds because he offered his son Isaac on the altar. There you see, you see it, faith and deeds working together. His faith became perfect by what he did. This is what scripture means when it says Abraham put his faith in God. And this was counted as making him justified. And that is why he is called the friend of God. You see, that is by doing something good. And not from by just believing that a man is justified. I hear oh, there is another example of the same kind by a woman called Rahab. She was a prostitute. She was justified by her deeds because she welcomed the messengers of God and showed them a different way to live. Are you saying somebody can become justified by their actions only? Not necessarily by their words. So words have to do, for you to get word, you have to hear. In essence, in the natural but we're going to look at a concept of hearing today. It goes in the final verse I'll read. A body dies when it is separated from the spirit. And in the same way, faith is dead if it is separated from good works. What then is it to hear? Let's define the word hearing. To hear and to recognize the word of God demands that you and I hear the word, but not the activity of the ear. So I looked at some synonyms for the word hear, and here are they. To listen, that's one. But it says to pay attention to. So I can hear the word of God when I pay attention to the word of God. When I attend to it, when I pay heed to it, when I take notice, the opposite of that is to say when I ignore it. So to hear the word of God is to not ignore it. It means to pay attention to it. It means to take heed to the word. When I read the word, 
or when I hear the word or when the word is given to me, if I pay attention to the word, I have heard the word. Do never align the term hearing from the scripture to what the ears do. Because somebody can do what the ear does and still not really hear. To hear is to attend to. To hear is to recognize. And what is recognition? Let's get some other words for recognition. To be familiar with. My kids and grandkids have a thing online where they talk to each other and it is called La Familia. And the whole family is on there. With six kids and 13 grandkids, that makes it a pretty big family. So they do this through a, a program. La Familia, they call it. That means the family. So here, to recognize is to become familiar with. To be able to distinguish or to identify. To get acquainted with. One of the greatest benefits of coming to know the Lord is the blessing we have of hearing God speak to us. God does not have to speak to you through your ears. We can be silent here without a word and he ministers to your spirit. It doesn't have to come through your ear. Okay. So when he says familiar then, God can speak to us personally. You on Facebook, God can speak to you even if you don't hear a word that we say. So there is an intimate relationship with the Heavenly Father. Uh, learning, to clear, uh, to, uh, learning to clearly distinguish what is God's voice is very important to hear God. We hear every type of voice all day long. We hear things. I can act a certain way and make people think or hear what I, am not, I have not vocalized. If I dress a certain way, obviously I am telling you something. If I dress with a mask, obviously I am telling you something. Don't get too close to me. If I dress in a certain type of outfit, I am letting you know that I am aware of the culture in, in which I come from. So, I, I want to make this point. The problem with us is we think we only hear because of what we, our ears tell us. But God can speak to you without words. God can speak to you without words, without the process of your ear. There isn't a single person who is hearing this message today 
who couldn't have his or her life drastically transformed without necessarily hearing the words that I say. It is possible because God is spirit and you are body, you are a soul, and you have a spirit. And there is something called spirit-to-spirit -spirit communication. It does not use words. For that kind of communication to take place, you do not need words. The worst marital problems is one word from the Lord and one word from the Lord can turn that problem away. Not a word meaning in what we call a language. But God can speak to your heart. And what God says to you can bring a miracle that you never ex expected. You may have a financial crisis. One word from the Lord can turn this thing out of your path. You may have some sickness in your body. But one word from the Lord can bring complete healing in your situation. How much do we need to hear God's word? And again, I said hearing does not necessarily mean the activity of the ear. The Lord is constantly speaking to us. Always speaking to us. And God is giving us direction. But maybe we're not hearing. I illustrated this this way for my class or in one of my sessions. In this room, I did it in prayers and worship yesterday. In this room where we are, there is Hebrew. There is Greek here. There is French, there is Spanish, there is Latin. Every language is right here in this room. They are speaking, but we are just not hearing. Why aren't we hearing? Because we need some device. That will cause us to contact. So you get a radio or a television or a phone and you are able to make the, tr uh, tr you are able to make, uh, to get yourself to hear what that language is transmitting. The radio and the television transmit 24 hours a day. But if you don't have a TV, and if you don't have a radio, you can't hear. It does not mean that because you can't hear, that it is not there. 
So God is speaking. God is speaking. The question is, failure to hear the signal does not mean that the station is not transmitting it. Because you don't hear God does not mean that God is not transmitting it. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. You have no excuse today. Wow. No excuse because it is there. It's like you right now. You have no excuse not to hear me because we are transmitting what we are saying. It's going through and you have the potential. The problem is this. Most Christians and most people do not have the means of hearing what God is saying. If you don't have a radio, you can't hear what the radio station is saying. If you don't have a television, you can't hear what the television station is saying. God is speaking. But why can't we recognize it? It's because we are not tuned in. The first thing you've got to do, fix your receiver. Fix the thing that makes you receive it. Get a radio. Get a TV. Pastor Finn, how do I fix that receiver so I can hear what God is saying? Believe that God is already speaking. And you've got to start listening. That's the receiver. Listen. He is speaking. I don't want to hold you long. Hear what the word says in Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Some of us are so busy that we can't get still to hear what God is saying to us. So number one, I said, is that fix your receiver. God is speaking. Fix your receiver. Point number two. Very important. Most of us mistake the voice that the Lord is speaking through. We mistake the voice of the Lord. And when we when God speaks to us, we think, hear this, it's going to be critical. Somebody's going to get blessed through this. We think, oh, that's my own thoughts. When God speaks to us, often we think that that thought we had is my own thought. No. God speaks to us through our thoughts. He puts the thoughts in your mind. I come from an island called Dominica. And I could not find a way out. I, I just felt I wanted to do better. I wanted to study. I wanted to do something. I wanted to, I, I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I... Could it be God who was putting that in my mind? 
So I went to the pastor and I said to him, Pastor, uh, I just want to be a lawyer. I want to go study so I can be a lawyer. This pastor looked at me and he said, man, he says, John Finn, do you know the amount of, law, of lies lawyers tell? How can you be a Christian and be a lawyer? And he killed my desire to a law. Sometimes God is talking to you. And you allow people to sway you from what God is saying to you. Get still before God. Get silent before God. And God will speak to you by putting something in your mind. Oh, your mind is a factory, Brother Cole. My mind is a factory. And I decided I was going to go. I went up to the Ministry of Education. I said, I want to go study. I want to be a principal or something. I, I, I want to I get up there. And, oh, and everything was blocked. Man, I just got out of there. Went to St. Thomas on vacation and said, I ain't going back. Got here to Nashville. I, I heard about the little school called American Baptist College. And I didn't care. I just wanted to come to study. Came to American Baptist College. From there went to Tennessee State. Then went to Vanderbilt. Notice how God takes you from level to level. From post to post. With a little thought that he places in your mind. How does God speak? How can I recognize the voice of God? He puts a thought in your mind. And often, when we get this, we just say, well, oh, that's my mind telling me that. No. God talks to you through your mind. I prayed over you today. I pray over you that you will hear when God speaks to your mind. It may look like it's a long way off, but believe God that he said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it. It's you believe. Don't ask this person, do you think that was God? He puts the thought in your mind. You see, communication with God is a spirit to spirit, not even brain to brain. Because brain will tell you there are some things you can't do. I've seen people refuse to go to college because their mind is just, oh, that's not the thing. Well, what is the thing? If that is not it, what is the thing? What is it you want? If that is not it, can God talk to you and tell you, go do this thing? If it means cutting grass, you can be the best grass cutting company that America, but do something. Don't just sit and do nothing. God is talking to you. Just come up and say, look, mommy, look, daddy, look, pastor, look, brother. This is what I think God is saying to me. And then we support you. God is talking to you. God communicates with us in our spirits. And through impressions. 
You can be looking at TV and God can speak to you. You can be reading the word and God can speak to you. You could be listening to a song and God can speak to you. You can be just in your bed and God can speak to you. God is speaking all the time. But the thing is, it's like all of this music in this room right now. But you're transmitting, but you're not receiving your, your receptor is not allowing you to hear what God, but God is speaking. Stop blaming people for your situation. God is speaking. And Father, you're going to reveal that to us today. Listen. How you will know that God is speaking is when you can say, I think that the Lord wants me to do this or that. Never get to the place where you cannot make this statement. He's speaking to you. Are you afraid to just tell me what he's saying or to tell people? But he's speaking to you. The Lord Typically, might say, do this, John. Or, John, don't do that. Or, God will impress it on my heart to do something. That's the way God speaks. He impresses something on your heart. He impresses the idea. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody today. You're waiting for a pastor to tell you. You're waiting for some prophet or some apostle so-called to tell you. No, 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 no. God is speaking to you. He will tell you. He will impress it on your heart. And then you will say, I think. That's all right. I think this is what God wants me to do. And because of this impression on our hearts, often we are afraid. We are thinking, well, oh, that was my own thought. No. God speaks to you through your thoughts. That's how he speaks to me. I don't have to go and read a word for God to speak to me. I do that and, I, and, and then when I read a word, he puts a thought in my mind. And then I begin to develop the thought. Lord, speak to our thoughts today. Ah. Are you ignoring what is in your mind? This is almost like a therapy moment for us. You say, Pastor Finn, I do not know what to do. I do not know where to go. I want you to understand today that God is still speaking. And he is speaking and the hearing is not just what a preacher says about what God says. God is speaking to you through your thoughts. And I'm going to ask him now to speak to you. 
God, you have spoken to me on so many occasions. And God, each one of us has done something that is stupid. And afterwards we say, I know that was the wrong thing to do. God, I'm asking today that you, you are the one who speaks to us. And you speak to us by thoughts and impressions on our mind. And we all can get those, even if we can speak or not. Even if we can hear or not, we can get impressions. So God, I pray for every person that Lord, the impressions that you place on us, we will obey them. That's what hearing the word means. Obey them and do them and be persuaded God never ignoring the impressions that you place on our minds. Speak, Lord. You see, the enemy knows that you have those impressions from God. He knows that you have those thoughts from God. And what the enemy tries to do is to throw thoughts in there and make you think that that thought was a thought from the devil. He brings opposing thoughts to confuse you. God, speak to minds today, God. Speak to my mind, God. Place your impressions on my heart, on my mind, God. And when I hear them, when I sense them, I will follow your impressions. Let me tell you something. There was a guy called Moses. Moses did not know Moses' mother was a woman who loved God. And this woman gave birth to this son, Moses. I'm talking to a Moses this morning. There is a Moses that the devil wants to kill and steal and rob. Moses is born. This wicked king called Pharaoh decided he was going to kill every boy because he was aware that God was going to use one of these little boys in the area to do a mighty work. And he sent these guys out and he said to them, listen, if you go out there and a lady has a little boy, kill every boy. The enemy wants to kill you. He wants to kill the potential that is in you. 
Don't listen. Let God speak to your impressions. And Moses' mother said, since they are killing all the boys, I'm going to make a little basket. And I'm going to put my boy, I'm going to put tar so the water won't go through the basket. And I'm going to put that little Moses. Oh, I'm talking to Moses. I'm calling Moses. And God, this woman said, I'm going to put Moses in a river. You see, sometimes when God puts, that was an impression in this lady's mind. God put an impression in her mind to do that. Because it looks like this boy was going to get drowned, a baby in the river. She took that little basket and she put the boy in the basket in the water. And she told her other daughter, little girl, I want you to go out there and just hide and, and look. Just see where that little boy is going to go in that basket. There is a basket that God has for you. To protect you so you can do what God intends for you. I'm speaking to somebody today. And the person, the mother, sent her daughter to look at the basket. And the Bible says, Pharaoh's daughter began walking to go take a bath. She and all the people who were her, her maids, and she saw the basket. Somebody is seeing you as a basket. Somebody is seeing the protection for you because you are in a basket. Can I speak to somebody? You are in a basket. And you, that basket could turn over and you die. But God is looking at you. God will send the right people. So, the, so Pharaoh, the wicked king, his daughter was walking and saw, going to bathe and saw the basket and said, wow, look at this little boy. She couldn't have children. And if she took Moses and trained Moses, Moses would become the next Pharaoh. The leader, the president. She took that little Pharaoh. And then she wanted someone who would get that boy fed. So that little girl said, I know somebody who can feed him for you. His sister. And she said, okay. And they brought Pharaoh. You see, God is a God of miracles. And they brought him back to his mother. Oh, it looks like trouble when you're doing what God wants you to do. But listen, you may not have a direct word from the Bible, but God speaks to you through impressions. He told this mother what to do. It was a thought in her mind. And when you have a thought, there is possibility of disruption. There is possibility of failure. But listen, the thought of God, God who gave the thought is able to keep it. God who gave you the thought is able to secure you. God who gave the thought is able to help you through it.
the devil saw what God wanted to do with that little boy Moses. Is there somebody out here? The devil saw what he wanted to do to you? Oh, let me take it home. I was, I was like a Moses. When I was born, my dad said, the nurse asked my dad, Mr. Finn, how do you want to call this boy? My daddy was drunk. He was dead drunk. And he told the nurse, call him John the Baptist. He prophesied in his drunken state. And folks, it was not easy. Oh, I went through stuff. I went through difficulty. I ended up trying to prove who I was. You see my head and the way it's flat? Guys would laugh at me in high school. I almost killed one young boy in high school. The enemy was after me. And then I began playing music. I would play keyboard and guitar. And I was playing for this band and getting popular. And, and things began to happen. I began having children. One every week, it looks like, or two of them. But in every week having a child. And, and, and I began going, doing mess until that day. I went to Brother Boyd, my uncle's church, and he prayed for me. I got delivered that very day. And the band in which I was playing, we had a, a dance, a big old dancing ceremony. And so I was to go play. And I said, I don't want to go play. I don't want to. They said, man, listen, if you don't play, man, you, you're going to lose all of, the, all of the instruments on my credit and my stuff. But I, so I went and we played that great event. And after the event, I got up and I took my guitar. I went right on the stage. I took my guitar and I placed it on the floor. And I said, guys, this is the last day that I'm playing. I'm giving my heart to the Lord. Listen to me. Because you are Moses, look for hardship. Look for difficulty. But listen, God is speaking to you. There will be a little talking. It may not be a word that says, John, I'm calling you. But it might be just an impression in your mind. God create impressions in the minds of those who are listening today. Speak to them, God. Even when they're sleeping in their dreams, give them impressions. That's the way that you speak to us. And God, we thank you for touching souls and spirits today. In Jesus' name.